Welcome to the Grid Iron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You're listening to and watching the preview crew. Well, it's not the preview crew anymore. This is the new crew. And I'm your host, Keith McGinty. Uh, great start to season two, gents. Um, the crew returns after a few weeks in the darkness after Super Bowl 57 to discuss all the latest news, roster cuts, franchise tags and draft positioning within the NFL. We also discuss the current coaching shakeups in the NFL and how they will affect the team's chances of heading to the postseason. If you're enjoying listening, watching and to the, the crew, please like, subscribe and follow the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch and YouTube. But I can't do this alone. And I am delighted to say I'm joined by a lineup of some of the finest crew members that I could manage to rustle up at this time on a Thursday evening. Uh, first up, we've got Studs all the way in Hamilton. Studs, how are we, my friend? Congratulations yeah. to you and the Chiefs and on your Super Bowl championship. Uh, cheers, mate. It's um, um, all good. Probably still on a high for the Super Bowl. It was a cracking night with the boys, cracking catch-up, to be honest. And I, I mean, the game itself was just... I know I can. I was on the crew to kind of talk about it, but it was just... It was an unbelievable game. So I just... Still buzzing after that and looking forward to Travis Kelsey's Saturday Night Live appearance this this weekend. So I'm going to try and catch that. Oh, is it? Is it him? Right, I'll need to try and like, like you say, get a wee look at that and see what he does. He, he seems quite a funny guy. He's podcasting with his brother. Seems um, really good, really good. They're quite emotional. They're quite open. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that. So that's, that's what, what day is that one? <laughs> oh, nearly, nearly. It was worth a try. Nearly. Worth a try. Worth a try. Um, going from one big chief to one big brown um, fan, and that is over to Brian. Brian Donlin, how are you, my friend? Oh, very well. In in embracing the dark time, and I've actually I've actually decided to be philosophical about the off season for a change this year, and rather than be devastatingly upset that there's no live football, uh, look into things like the XFL, which actually isn't terrible. Which who who to thunk it, and and just really get invested in in all things off season. Uh, looking forward to not tonight, but looking forward to in future pods talking about things like the combine. And we are we are not long away from the draft, which gives me great. Well, not it, it gives me excitement as an NFL fan. It gives me no excitement as a Browns fan because we don't get to pick to like eighty third or something ludicrous because <laughs> we gave up all our picks. But yeah, no, look, enjoy enjoying all things uh, NFL postseason. It, at NFL preseason, as it is now, I suppose. So, does that um, with the extra game last season? Does that kind of make the the draft up come a wee bit quicker? Did that get kicked down the, the road a wee bit further as well? Oh, no, no, actually, I did. Um, yeah, I think it, it feels like the drafts at the same kind of time as it is every year. I'd need, I'd, I'd need to look that one up. Maybe, maybe I'm just that excited. It just feels like it's coming quickly. Well, we are going to be covering positive. it with the. We're going to be covering the Red Iron Crew. We're going to be covering all the off season. There is plenty for us to talk about, get stuck into, and you're going to hear a, from a whole range of voices from the crew. We'll be getting some new voices on. We'll be getting some of our old favourites back on the podcast as well. And we're certainly going to have a weekly podcast, but we're also going to be doing feature podcasts that will maybe record that will be a wee bit longer maybe a deep dive into certain topics. If there's anything you yourself would like it to hear the crew discuss, look at, we'd love to hear from you. We're looking for your suggestions. We've got some great ones lined up already um, from the crew that we're 
maybe researching. A lot of this is new to some of the crew members, myself especially, so we're kind of hoping to help inform and, and, and widen your knowledge for the new NFL fans uh, that are listening to the podcast, and that's where we are, the crew is here for you, so we're, we're hoping to help you with that. Gentlemen, for the first time this season, let's start with our kickoff question. Just like Aaron Rodgers, we are out of the self-imposed darkness for the past couple of weeks. I think we needed that we rest. Season one of the, the crew, we'd done, what, 35 episodes, um, two pods a week it ended up. It was, it's, it's, it's hard going. There's a lot to do. There's there's very little downtime in the NFL. It really is the, the sport that never sleeps. Like Aaron Rodgers, uh, we've recently emerged from our darkness, our, our darkness retreat in an effort to seek clarity uh, about his future. If you had Aaron Rodgers' resources, the money that he has, how would you chill out for four days? He just went into a, what was that, a big, big water pool bath type thing, wasn't it? And he just is it one of those, those zero sensory deprivation efforts? It sounds like it. When I put a picture, I think of the was it the, the, the dark place from Stranger Things where L goes to, where it's all like the old nineties um, music video where there's like water everywhere and then it's just blackness all around. That's what I imagine that he was at. See, yeah, I thought it was at. I thought it was in some sort of house that was just completely caught off for the world and in total darkness. <laughs> just the images of stumbling about this house, feeling his way, making sure he was the kick, kicking the footstool or something. <laughs> it's a constant living crisis. Energy bills are going up. You can't be having the big light on. <laughs> as every as every wife and every mother knows across across all of Scotland, it's always a lamp that goes on. It's never the big light. Maybe that's just Aaron Rodgers is just Scottish. That's, that's all this is. <laughs> he just kicked back to uh, twenty twenty and having a wee bit of um, lockdown to himself. A bit of lockdown. The good old days. The good old days. I don't think he'll be uh, doing any of the the administering or the medicines that the the government were wanting to do on him. But um, I, I think he was he enjoying that. He's old, is he not? He, he tends to go for something more herbal. Uh, <laughs> a wee bit of me time, that's all he was needing. I wonder if he's like sitting there knitting, stuff like that, getting some backers, <laughs> jumpers sorted. That's, that's where all those cheese heads come from, he knits them all. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how they get made, that's why they cost so much. That's why they were so expensive at the London games. <laughs> hey, Rogers the... crocheted them. It might not be Packers though. He might be looking to find some, get some new wee balls of wool that he's trying different colours on to see if it fits them. Or what would you think? That's it. That's, that's <laughs> Is this shirt advertising the Seahawks? It's Keith uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, come, Listen, come, to Gino, come to us. Come to us. Gino. And Gino, we trust. That's, that's what I'm but saying. We might be discussing that later. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Listen, I've got faith there. Um, what about you guys? What would you do? Four days, all to yourself. No. F- Friends or family to annoy you? Where, where would you go? Do you know, I, we've kind of like, mine's kind of been brushed on in, a, in an earlier pod, but I would, I would stick with. I, I love the idea of doing like some big crazy road trip, like you know, do, going and doing you know Route sixty six somewhere like that. You mm. know, to go if you get if you get Rogers finances at your disposal. You know, what I mean, get yourself some really ridiculous like tricked out car, some like a big Mustang or something, and then you know, I mean, just stay in uh, amazing you know places. Oh, you could, couldn't you? I ah, just get one of those really big tricks. You don't need to stay anywhere. Just stay in the RV the whole way. 
that's that's got to be a shout. Just fill it with with beer and and snacks and just go for a big drive. Go and Make see some. Just head into the desert. Exactly. <laughs> I'm back on those herbal remedies again. Bud, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Where would you head with? You had the the resources. Anything you wanted to do? Four days away. Peace and quiet for the veins. No refereeing to do or anything like that. Just, just, just chillax. <laughs> I didn't even want to see him and watch some of the videos for the Super Bowl parties and the Chiefs players on their Twitter. I would be just absolutely going mental, drunk every night for the next couple of days, like watching Kelsey on stages in Vegas with Pat Mahomes and Chris Jones and all those guys just having the time of their life at the at the Super Bowl party, the the, um, the parade in KC. It would be something like that. On the flip side, one of the things that literally just popped in my head, I was thinking almost Aaron Rodgers style, just completely lock myself up and just do fantasy research because I want to win. (laughs) 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 Four four full days fantasy research and just get on top of it. That could be the other way to go. So um, I think that would involve... Probably a lot of another beverage, probably coffee or some sort of energy drink. I'm going to put it out here that you, you sir, you sir, I'm going to be outraged. I'm going to say you're a liar because I know you'd spend your four days going around every pizza place in the greater Kansas City area trying to find that one that Andy Reid goes to. <laughs> and that's all you'd be doing. Four days, four days of trying to find, find Big Andy so you can give him a cuddle. That, that just shows how uneducated you are. You're in Kansas, you don't go looking for a pizza place. That's like going to Rome and looking for. No, but is that is that not what Andy does? He goes to that one particular place to get pizza. Is that not his whole thing? Yeah. Aye. I sure, surely he's got to be. No, but you're looking for Andy Reid. Oh, Andy, no, I, 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 I know your head coach better than you. Big Red will not be hard to find. There'll be a, a, a whole sea of Wayne's World fans going, we're not worthy by his side or whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you know, from getting the puddle. <laughs> from I say, I can uh, you studying tape. That is absolutely that's right up your street. I can absolutely see that sitting watching tape, making scribbling me notes. You and Shaney, I can imagine Shaney doing that as well. Um, if we were to do that, me, I think I would go the Dan Rogers route. I, I like the idea of getting away from everything, totally disconnecting. Maybe got a wee trip to Machu Picchu. Don't know if um, if I could kick about there for a couple of days. I think it would take me today trip it'd probably take me four days to get there um <laughs> climbing on the back of a wee sherpas um getting kind of wee carry up the the hill um, <laughs> are we sure did he Rod- is that aaron Rodgers this summer or aaron Rodgers last summer are we talking about now well listen, well allegedly 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 allegedly
to be honest, he's there's no danger he's retiring. He is in no way, shape, or form retiring because he does not want to share the spotlight with Tom Brady when it comes to retirement. There's so that is just getting wiped right off the table. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers says; he is not sharing the spotlight with anybody. When he retires, he wants it to be all about him. Let's be brutally honest about it. Um, I've, I've heard people saying the Jets and things like that. For me, Jets, they're a young, relatively young team. Um, I don't see the sense in going for somebody that you're only going to maybe get one or two years out of. Mm-hmm. I, I could see them maybe making a move for a Lamar Jackson. Rodgers, I don't know. I just I don't see him having a chance at Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay are going to be that good this year. Um, I, I think he moves on. Where he lands, though, that's probably the question. I think he's going to want to go to a contender, but which of those contenders are going to want to pay fifty million or whatever it is? I tell you where I would have him go, and he won't go here. So I'm going to say, but what I'm about to say is nonsense because he won't go here because of the exact reason that you just hit it as to why he won't retire. The Bucks. Aye. Yep. That would be talk about landing spots. They've got the weapons. I don't know what their cap situation is. To be fair, I don't know whether they can afford them. But in terms of contender, the tools, all the rest of it, they've got rid of Lenny, but Lenny wasn't really setting the heather light towards the tail end of the year anyway. Um, but he, he won't do that because he won't. There's no reality he, he would walk into Tom Brady's cleats, and that's just what everybody would say. Um, I don't know. I, I I think he should retire. I'm gonna say I think the decision he should make is he should retire because I think every year he plays now he's just gonna damage his legacy. Um, but I, I don't know. I see. I see him. I see him sticking with Green Bay for another year. I see us having lots of chat, lots of this, that, the other, and then at the end of the day, nobody's going to pay him, and he'll just stay with Green Bay. And Jordan yeah, Lovell, yeah. Jordan Lovell yes. on some form of protest. I was going to say, Green Bay don't make a lot of noise about the fact that they want they want to play Jordan Love. So essentially, what you're going to bring Aaron Rodgers in as your backup? No chance. They'll, they've got both players. Uh, Rodgers starts the whole year. Fans wouldn't yeah. tolerate that either, wouldn't they not? Just need a couple of, a, a bad games, things not going well for for Lovell, then they'll, they'll just change, they'll, they'll turn on them. Yeah. They'll be crying for Aaron Rodgers. He's too big a personality to sit on the bench. I think the like local Derek media... Carr was. Mm. <laughs> well, they're shouting Raiders. Raiders are Raiders well, as well. Just looking, Raiders have the seventh overall pick. Um, the the Jets have the thirteenth overall pick, so not really as, as high as the, the Raiders are, and the chances of getting a bit of quality there. This seems to be just from the wee bits I've been hearing so far, a good year for getting picking up a, a, a quarterback. There sounds it. Is that right? Who you guys have heard? Be- better than last year, but I think once you're outside the top, I don't know what you think. So I'd say when you're outside the top six, I don't see you getting one of the top prospects. But then again, look no. at where Tom Brady was drafted. And Pat, Pat Mahomes was outside Mahomes. the top six. Hmm? <laughs> Mitch Trubisky was, t- was picked ahead of him. The Bears fans will never love it now. <laughs> <sighs> My boy Baker was number one. It still is in my heart. <laughs> um, yeah, well, reunited with Devante Adams is uh, certainly an option for him uh, going to Vegas. I don't see him. Well, they're two cities. 
that you think that Aaron Rodgers, who loves to be spending that wee bit of time alone, quiet isolation, going to New York, <laughs> the city that never sleeps, or going to, to Vegas, where... New, New Jersey, Teddy. Nah. <laughs> but, see if you send him to either New York or Vegas, he immediately becomes a comic book villain. Because you can just imagine him in like the top floor of a skyscraper, you know, silence, maybe some classical music playing as he watches the city beneath him. <laughs> you know, with his hands like this, just staring <laughs> out into the darkness, plotting uh, world them. domination. Not Is that not what Russell Wilson did in Denver? <laughs> I, I, attempted. He was he, he was less a Bond villain, more a Austin Powers villain. <laughs> he ended up deep in my bunker by the end of the season as well. Uh-huh. That's true. We'll move on then. We'll have a wee look at um, the news of the week. Brian, I've come to you for this one. Um, you have been having a wee look at some of the, the latest things that have been happening in the NFL. Um, do you want to give us a wee brief rundown of some of the, the things that you've noticed? so far okay big things as i say uh big things i've been looking at just obviously huge amounts of movement in terms of uh we we are right in the the meat of players being cut players the the, the start of franchise tag season is upon us um which is brilliant as well uh obviously big cuts not so much just this week but the the kind of the top ones that we've really seen obviously calf we know that he's gone we know that he's in the market the cat very much leading the, the quarterback carousel. Wentz and Mariota are uh, joining them, doing the rounds. Uh, obviously, not not quite as um, prestigious uh, in terms of mm-hmm. names or quality of player, but certainly they'll still be there. There's a lot of teams in the league needing quarterbacks in a minute. Big one for me that I never actually, and I don't know how it totally slipped past me. Bobby Trees got cut, which I think is quite harsh. I think Bobby Trees, uh, 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 you know, he's getting on. You know what I mean? Some fair the Fair, fair wearing the tires, but he's a solid route runner. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not going to blow you away with speed, but, you know, solid slot receiver. Um tweeted after at Freedom or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, to be fair, being a Titans wide receiver is not something that's been illustrious for a wee while. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then uh, Randy Bullock, sad title like this. This one goes straight out to Stu. A kicker being cut. It's It's bad times. Um, and then yeah, we've got a lot yeah, of things. I'll, I'll share us on. I know we're going to chat. Ch- we're going to chat franchise tagging and stuff in a minute. Um, but there's a, there's a fair wee bit of that going on. Lots of rumours and that. But we'll save that for a couple of minutes. But yeah, no. Um, other ones. And not to because I'm bad for this because I'm a. I get into the game through fantasy, so I'm I'm terrible for neglecting the defensive side of the ball. Um, but you know, a couple of defensive players uh, hitting the hitting the market as well. Um, McCain, the free safety for Washington, Brockles from the Lions, Bajo Bio. I, I always feel bad when I see some names. I'm brutalising them. Uh, for Arizona, basically, basically, the Eagles feel defence is hitting the free market as well. Uh, well, it's allegedly. Allegedly. Can I try, but. So, you know, so we've, we've seen the first kind of the first wave of cuts you know what i mean we're, we're gonna see more over the next week and we'll get to the tail end of franchise tag season and then we'll really see teams shake out some rosters ahead of the draft do you know I what i've the biggest this year is see the announcements that you're seeing coming through we are planning to cut this player jalen ramsey's mm. um oh, jalen ramsey leonard Fournette's a, a good example of it the bucks are mm-hmm. planning to cut leonard Fournette on this date it's 
right, I've never known a year in NFL for that to be the case. It was always keep the keep the cards close to your chest. Hope somebody maybe offers you a sixth or a fifth round pick right. for something. Uh, oh, yeah. okay, we'll, we'll trade you, even though we were going to cut him in three days. Um, do you know well, what I mean? I've never known anything like it. That's exactly the trap the Browns fell into with Baker. Do you know what I mean? Like last year, there was there was no universe that was going to offer us anything for him because everybody knew he was getting cut. So, yeah, yeah no, you're right. I've, it seems very strange that a lot of teams are doing that. that they're kind of announcing that players are going before they go. But I'm not a GM. I don't get the money to figure it out. <laughs> is it maybe a way then of freeing up some space saying, right, we're in the market to get a replacement in and then maybe entice some offers in that way? They're looking at... Um, freeing up the cap space so that they can actually get some what, a wee bit of replacement in, if you kind of understand what I mean. Maybe then it might be a wee shift in their draft position as well. Um, yeah. Sorry, Brian, on you go. No, I was just, it's the great thing with the league, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, as much as you feel bad for players getting cut and all the rest of it, um, you know what I mean? It's the joy of the salary cap and teams need to make these decisions. You can't just hoard players um, you, you need to make the tough call and you do need to free players up so that you've got that draft cap, eh, not draft cap, uh, that salary cap space yeah. to use and then, then potentially turn it into draft cap. You know what I mean? Even then, we, we, we need to remember, I'm bad for forgetting that even though drafted players are relatively inexpensive, they've still got a cost attached to them, particularly those taken uh, in the first round. You know what I mean? They still cost the team money. Um, so yeah, no, obviously there is a big chunk of that, um, but I still kind of get what Studs is saying, this idea you're maybe cutting your nose off to spite your face a wee bit, you could get something in return for these guys if you kept it secret, but yeah, it's all about preparing for the next year, but it's all about the big, big push that's now starting to get going and starting to get rolling. One of the biggest names that's, that's hit free agency this summer so far has got to be uh, quarterback Derek Carr. Um, he's been speaking to a number of clubs, uh, teams so far. New Orleans Saints is one. Uh, they had their second meeting with him on Tuesday at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Um, New York Jets, of course, they've made no secret the fact that they are looking for an experienced uh, QB. That's why Rodgers and Carr are being linked with his name. Um, what do you think? Where can you see Carr? ending up. Do you think he is maybe a wee bit younger than Aaron Rodgers? Maybe be a, a better investment in the long term? Or is Rodgers' experience maybe weighing it more in his favour? Stas, what do you think? Would you be opting for for Carfer? Maybe Saints or the Jets? If, if I was, if I'm looking at the options of Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, then Purely based on age, I would probably opt for Derek Carr. I think he's been a more than serviceable quarterback. He's, he's probably the definition of a, a an average quarterback, to be honest. Um, but certainly based on his career, he's had one really, really exceptional season where he was close to MVP and then got a, a really bad injury. Um, yep. the, the flip side argument to that is he's never had a defence to work with. He's going to get that in your... New York, potentially the Saints as well. The Saints have always been known as having a good defence. I don't know what they're going to look like next year, but it's, he's going to have probably a better defence than what he was working with. So I would probably opt for Carr. I don't think Rodgers has shown anything exceptional last year. Um, 
taking a make me want to pay the premium for him because essentially that's what you're paying for Rogers. You're paying a one year premium for him. At least mm-hmm. with Derek Matt, he's going to be 32, I think, when the season starts. Potentially you know, four or five years out of him, um, as opposed to 50 million for a year for Aaron Rodgers for him to disappear next year so he doesn't need to share spotlight. Um, I think you would need the guarantee for Rogers that it isn't going to just be for the year, even if it just is spread that 50 million maybe over the, the cost of that over the, the two years. Um, the other thing is that one of the other clubs that are interested in uh, Derek Carr is the Carolina Panthers, their new head coach Frank Reich is still weighing up his quarterback option, but he says that Derek Carr checks a lot of boxes. That's another club, and it? it's interesting to see that there seems to be a three-way pull for Carr now, Brian. Can you see one of the re-emerging teams like the Panthers, possibly the Saints as well, you could probably say, maybe sneaking in there ahead of the Jets, who had a great start to last season, but kind of fell away, and it was, it was more the offensive side of their game that was really quite disappointing. Yeah, I'm I'm with studs in this one. I I think the Saints is going to be the landing spot. He's he's got a bit of history with um with with the Saints coaching staff. Uh, Dennis Allen, the head coach, was the coach actually brought Carr in as a rookie and decided to roll with him. So there's obviously a bit of a relationship there. And the big bit that sways it for me, now don't get me wrong, the Saints will need to do some cat black magic to make it work for Carr, even though he's not going to be a tremendously expensive QB, they're quite tight, but they don't have a first. Don't have a first round pick this year, so yeah. if they don't go for Carr, they're going to need to bring somebody in or what. I, don't get me wrong, I, I don't mean to bad them out the red rifle, but another year of Andy Dalton, and just leaving your team in total purgatory. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Or, or do you hope that Jameis rediscovers some vague form of even I don't know if it's fair to call what Jameis had in Tampa Bay form, given that he threw as many picks as he threw touchdowns, but still it was it, it was entertaining, I suppose. But no, I think the I think the Panthers will I think the Panthers will try and do something in the draft. I can see the Panthers going young. I think they're gonna try and build something with distance in it. Um yeah, the Jets are the thing. The Jets will definitely be there about I could if Rogers goes anywhere else, I can see it probably being the Jets. That's why I'm, I'm going to say I reckon if we have Carr lands, it's going to be the uh, he's going he's going to land in New Orleans. He's, there's been a lot of chatting of the media and stuff bigging up the city and whatnot as well. So I I think yeah. that's a near as you can get it to a stick on. See see if you're the New York Jets and you're openly looking for a quarterback with all the shenanigans, if you like, that's coming out of Baltimore between Lamar and. The front Heck office, do you kick, yes. the ti- kick the tires in Lamar? Because I'm seeing as well, Rashad Bateman's not happy at the GM now as well. Lamar's representatives have said that he has never demanded a fully guaranteed contract, despite... <laughs> um, Lamar Hart. said he has. <laughs> from, from, <laughs> Lamar said he wants it. His so, mum has. She's his agent, isn't she? Jo- John Harbaugh said he has. And, but Steve Smith was reporting that Lamar's sources have told him they have never demanded a fully guaranteed contract. So just heavily like suggested a, that he wouldn't sign unless he gets one. They've just, they've oh, just no, suggested listen, he, he wouldn't. It's just <laughs> I mean, there seems to be a big, big disconnect um, between them, and apparently the rumours were that there's a hundred million difference between them. 
if you mm-hmm. if you're New York, do you kick the tires on Lamar Jackson? Because I know out of I can see that to it's the New York sides we. The two New York sides with we, running uh, QBs, Daniel Jones as well at the, the Giants as well. That could be interesting to, to see how that plays out for the, the teams. Okay, Brian, you had a look at the, the franchise tags. and All the franchise works. tag action. Right, go for yeah, it. So, so for me, this is a, a curious thing because when I first got into the, the NFL, I was like, it was just all about the play and then with you guys, I got into the, the fantasy aspect of it. This is my first real off-season where I'm, I'm actively looking at who the draft choices could be, like uh, Studs was suggesting about um, looking at tape and stuff like that. I've not managed to do any of that. I'll leave that to next year, just now. Um, but I'm I'm listening out for names. I'm listening out who's the ones that are um, highly tipped to be within the first couple of picks. Who are the ones that are getting uh, indicted by their local police stations to to say that they had that's, something that's to do with? That's a long list. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's um, that's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm finding that out. That that, that happens. So, explain the the franchise tag to. So, for players who have been there for how many years does this apply for? Four. So uh, you need to be entering the last year. You need to be entering the last year of your contract. And studs can keep me right in that. I'm sure it's you entering the last year of your contract. And the way a franchise tag works is teams have get three options, but they, they tend only to use two of them. They can either give you an exclusive tag, a non-exclusive tag, or the one they tend not to use as much as a transition tag. Now, exclusive tag of the two that they do use isn't quite as common. That's basically a team saying that they are going to pay you either the top five, the average salary of the top five players in your position or 120% of your previous year's salary, whatever's whatever's bigger. Um, And it's exclusive, so you can't negotiate with anybody else. You are locked in. Um, The non-exclusive one is the same deal in terms of wages. You get the same money, but you can negotiate with other teams. However, if you are on the non-exclusive franchise tag and then you sign with another team, your current team, number one, gets the chance to match what you've been offered. But then number two, even if you just say no, you just really wanted out of that organization or whatever, um, the team that you leave gets two first-round picks. So they, they do get a, a decent kickback off it. Um, the transition tag, a wee bit different. Um, instead of being a top five salary average, it's top ten. Um, and there's you, you can talk to whoever you want. You know, I mean, You can try and negotiate with any team. Your current team still gets the opportunity to match whatever you've been given, but they, they won't get any compensatory picks or any of that type of chat. Um, so, yeah, so you know that's, that's the general kind of how it works. As we've seen it at the minute, we're kind of at the point where tagging and all the rest, it's, it's just starting. The big name that came out uh, yesterday, the day before, was uh, Darren Payne uh, for the Commanders, the DT. He's, he's just been tagged, so he's been hit with the tag. Um, one that's been just doing the rounds today, all over the news, uh, Evan Ingram, tight end at Jacksonville. He's he's not officially tagged, but it is the big question is when will they tag him rather than yeah. if they will tag him. The interesting bit, and this is where we all enjoy the speculation, is some of the big names in thinking like these guys are eligible to be tagged. And I'm talking about, there's lots of players in the league that are eligible, but there are only so many, and I'll run through some of the, the big ticket names that we might see get tagged because so obviously these players tend not to be happy about getting tagged because it's not a bumper deal you know these guys are looking for big increases in their wage particularly 
Um, if you're coming off, say, your rookie deal, I mean, you really want to see something big getting added on. But we've got Lamar, as Studs has mentioned. You know, he's he's potentially to get tagged. Uh, Saquon, Danny Dimes, Gino. His name is Gino, and he's landed yep. on the tag. Um, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, uh, Brown Jr. from uh, from the Chiefs is eligible for the tag. Uh, Bates at the, the Bengals. Uh, Gabba Johnson, which surprised me. I didn't think he was eligible to be tagged, but Gabba Johnson is. Uh, there's um, a lot of defensive because Bradbury's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gardner Johnson, Fletcher Cox. Those, I think the Eagles have got like 19 players from the Super Bowl potential hitting free agency. Yeah, yeah. but the big one, and then it's, you, you look at the money these guys are. So, for example, you take Lamar, just, just for a one, or you take Lamar and Danny, right? Lamar and Dimes, they're both looking for. Danny Dimes has been in the, the news saying he wants, what, 45 mil, I think is his mm-hmm. number. Um, yeah. Lamar wants 50. Um, and he wants all sorts of guarantees as well. I have no idea where Dimes is with, with that side of it. The the tag number for quarterbacks this year is 32.4 mil. So that'll land these guys significantly south of where they where they value themselves in terms of wage. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I love the what-ifs. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're the, the Giants, is, who, who are you tagging? The thing is that the... the... Where they see themselves around about the, the 45, 50 million, that's that's been said by your team. That's you have broke mm-hmm. the market with Deshaun Watson and the deal that he got fully guaranteed. That's just totally messed up the market. But I can see the Ravens being quite stubborn here and deciding, no, we're not going to be held Ravens ransom are. here. We're not going to pay ridiculous money to a running QB. It's a dangerous, dangerous. Um, Acquisition to make because the guy put himself in harm's way yeah. as opposed to to somebody like Rogers who can look after themselves. Of course, depending off the old line whether they're going to get hit. But if you've got a running QB who is going to put themselves in harm's way, their lifespan's not going to be as great as what you would uh, hope from your QB. It's a it's a lot to to put into guaranteed money. I think around about the thirty odd million. For my own team, for Gino, I think that would be brilliant. That's going to be more than anything else that he's actually made in his whole career. And he's, he's been gone for about six, seven years, something like that, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that would be a fair amount for the Seahawks and him to come up, uh, to agree to, especially after the yes. season that we had last G- year. Gino, right now, bit of hope. Do you know, according to uh, Over the Cap, at Was the minute. Ken? Giro until no, nowhere near it. Giro's no, three and a half. Wow. Appar- apparently, this is over. This is over the caps numbers. I don't know how they translate into reality. Yep. That's his average a year. Um, so I don't know if he was on a very short term deal, um, or what have you. But no, you're right enough with what you say that. Although, what I'll give, I'll, I'll give the Browns a slight out in terms of the what we are paying Watson a year. Forty six mm-hmm. is what he lands at a year, um, or averages out at a year, and that's you know I mean for. If he rediscovers the form he had before, and etc. Cetera, etc., cetera, then that's it's money that's kind of the going rate. But as as you say, it's that guarantee, and there ain't no universe that Lamar is is going to get that. At least I don't think so. Um, is the, you were talking about the the website there over the cap? I was just having a wee look through it myself. The teams in twenty twenty three season we quite a lot of cap space. You're looking at that for your rebuild. 
bears, almost a hundred million in cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that one earlier with Joe. Hundred million <laughs> free cap. <laughs> yeah. And they've got the number one pick that they could use to acquire some more pixel. But what they've got for the rebuild, Grant's Grant's gonna be absolutely loving this. Um they're gonna possibly be able to set themselves up for the next three, four, five years. Um, in this one summer, but the players that they get in just now, the draft picks that they acquire either for this year for the number one pick and for future years, depending on how desperate someone wants to get that number one spot. You know, there was talk of the the Texans possibly making a trade with them. If the Texans trade up for number one, it's going to be the most Texans thing that could oh, ever happen. Correct. They had the number Love one Smith. pick and they blew it again. Lovey Smith just chuckling away at himself there would be absolutely <laughs> wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah, Falcons have got 60, near enough, 67 million cap space. Raiders, almost 50 million, 48 and a half million. Giants have got a bit of cap space, um, but they've got quite a few players that you're saying that they're going to have to try and tie up on deals. Take on Barkley. The 46 million that they've got, that would that be going on? Uh, dimes. Danny Dimes. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're cutting Kenny Golladay, so it's all right. Oh, oh, Kenny Golladay. <laughs> I, I think many, I, think many I can see the same Henry Murray. How many touchdowns was it? Two years. Aye. That's the reason you don't go fully guaranteed. Actually, actually, genuinely, unironically, seeing Kenny Golladay being touted on a Browns fan page as a, as a potential target for the Browns, and I nearly <laughs> choked. <laughs> I know we want wide receivers, but come on now, let's have some standards. Ah, Brian, it's, 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 I'm sorry, but there's better options than Kenny Golladay out there. <laughs> Brian, as uh, Scottish educators, we'll need to get some of these uh, union reps that they've got over there, over to help us. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. If Danny Dimes is worth £45 million, I want his agent involved in the, the, the pay dispute. <laughs> Ah, uh, fantastic. Um, so that that's uh, some of the other the, the tags. What do you think um, would happen with uh, Lamar Jackson if he was to be tagged? He's, he's already towards the end of the season. It looked like um, he was holding back. He, he was and fit enough. He kept saying maybe a week away. I think he'll be sore. <laughs> I think he'll have an upset, Tommy. <laughs> so was it the bad hamstrings that ended up at the Chiefs studs? Oh, to the Giants, Mr. Tony. Touchdown. Yeah, yeah, to oh, hamstrings feeling a bit tight today, boss. I think I might have to give it a wee pass. <laughs> I, 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 I do say. I will say if the, the Ravens tag Lamar, I see him holding out. I see him just saying stuffies. I'm no, I'm no doing it. The thing um, is, the, the franchise tag works with some players like. Tony Pollard is a prime candidate for a franchise tag coming off a, a bad leg injury. It, yep. it just makes sense. Obviously, the money that Zeke's on as well, um, it, it's a smart move for the Cowboys, which is not something we often say about them. Um, <laughs> J- Josh Jacobs for the Raiders as well. I mean, they ran him into the ground last year. That was now, clearly Josh... the objective, wasn't it? <laughs> they <laughs> they <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wanted him to break. He's a candidate for a franchise tag for them again this year. And who's? I mean, you're crazy if you're Josh Jacobs. I think taking it because they're going to run you into the ground again. If and if yeah. you've got two seasons of that, I don't see him. I mean, he's no a man mountain like Derek Henry. He's he's 
probably a standard sized quarter uh, running back by comparison. Mm-hmm. So, aye, and he's got a lot of trade on the tyres already. So, there, there's some of them that make sense. Like Orlando Brown as well last year for us, he was our franchise tag last year and he kind of made, made some noise about one paid and, and various items like that, but he still eventually came in, got his Super Bowl, um, had some up and down games. But I certainly think in the early part of the season you were seeing why we didn't pay him. Um, so for us, again, Orlando Brown makes sense as a franchise tag for me for us. Magic, magic. Any other players that you think would be a good shout for either picking up that's just been cut um, in free agency or any any more tags that you think you can see happening, maybe a few bit controversial ones? I would take Bobby Trees at the Browns. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all about this now that I've seen that he's, he's in the market. He's generally he's kind fresh. of he's the kind he's of piece that you're missing for the past couple of seasons, so he'll be all right. Why? But generally, as I look at the the, the Browns wide receiver core, Amari Cooper's a clear cut wide receiver. One, he's the speed, he's the legs, um, he's meant to be that. He, he's top tier, maybe not elite route running, but he's certainly top tier route runner. Um, Schwartz, DPJ are, are just there to be speed. You know, they're, they're just go it guys. And it's Dave Bell, who we picked up in the draft last year. He looked okay, to be fair. He's not had a lot of touches, but he wasn't given a lot of touches. It kind of suggests the training staff are maybe a bit concerned. So get Bobby Trees in, put him as a slot. I think that'd be a great pickup. I'd be delighted. I think Cooper Cup's been making noise about him getting back, getting him back to LA as well, saying he was like a locker room leader and stuff like that. So Aye. I think he's certainly well liked in LA. I think there's talk of him maybe getting back there. Good. And they Good. certainly don't have draft capital away from it. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm just going to come back, sorry, really briefly because I can't believe this now that I've found out. So Josh Jacobs, in terms of uh, height and weight, so he's 220 pounds. So he's a big man. I'm taller than him. He's only five eight. Nah, he's a wee guy. Like <clears throat> five feet's a good height, guys. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> five eight, a hundred kilos of uh, of, of Josh Jacobs. How many inches does that take off? That's <laughs> <laughs> so that, that pom- pomade's doing great work. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who's the who's the American talk show host? With Conan O'Brien. That's that's where it's starting to get to a wee bit. Then I need to. You need to be careful with that. Maybe need to be speaking to your stylist. <laughs> we take go and see Jerry soon. Jerry Kilcoyne down in uh, Handsome Jacks in Deniston. High lady. Uh, there, I thought it was just me trying to get uh, plugs any local re- <laughs> local businesses. You're going for a discount <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, we'll move on then to the NH- NHL NFL. We're not we're not starting another. Uh, no, no, no. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I did tell you about where. They told you about the the close season that we could maybe set up a a golf one. I was thinking the seven iron crew, but um, I think we'll maybe <laughs> we'll leave that one <laughs> now. Um, any, crew any, <laughs> the NFL coaching staff um, starting at the top. Then there was um, five brand new head coaches um, that will be making their debut in the twenty twenty three season for their their clubs. In no particular order. We've got Shane Steichen at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, interesting appointment. Interesting appointment coming from the Philadelphia Eagles after their incredible run getting to the Super Bowl. Um, you got Sean Payton returning to the game to the Denver Broncos. 
Michael Ryan's. This is one I'm really interested in. Uh, Michael Ryan going to the Houston Texans. There was wee glimmers of a, a change at the Texans uh, with a couple of their draft picks last season. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets them going. Frank Reich is uh, taking up his second NFL head coaching post at the Carolina Panthers. Again, a team that have been down the doldrums for a wee bit, but they seem to have been with the Christian McCaffrey uh, trade. They seem to be actually on the way up. They've got a couple of wins towards the, the end of the season. You wonder if that's a team that is uh, in transition, but on the way up. Kind of like maybe the, the Lions were last season. And then finally, the Arizona Cardinals um, is Jonathan Gannon. Another one from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, flying the coop there. Did you see, before we move on to this, did you see the, the ratings that the NFL was at? Uh, the PFA, the their union, um, released of all the teams and um, what the ratings were of the teams to do with how they looked after their players, how they were whenever they were travelling to other other teams, um, what they were like for the food that they provide for them and the care for them. Sometimes, um, sometimes in the closed season, they charge their own players to use the the gym equipment. They actually take it for their wages. They deduct their wages. Who does they that? Jump into the, they jump into the gym. They charge them for it. So the Cardinals were one of the worst. They get like D's across the thing. But the coaches were all getting um, well quoted. They were getting good marks. But the facilities and how they were treated was was absolutely honking. So. They're needing a, a just imagine you're going to catch change. all the just imagine all, you're going to catch all the other players for the Cardinals in the off season down at the local pure gym. Getting <laughs> 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 they're, they're getting that, that wee siren blown at them because they're picking up stuff that's too heavy. No, they will be on Call of Duty. They're not a gym. They don't squads on Call of Duty or something. Kyle, Kyle's got them drop into Al Mazra on on Twitch. <laughs> Because we've got a Call of Duty um, super fan here, haven't we, Brian? You absolutely. You, you had one of the incredible shots, jumping out of a helicopter and oh, taking some. I mean, hey, that, that, that actually did get. I got like a couple of million views of that on um, on Instagram. Aye, that, that was that was good. I could I'll, I'll control a fear nothing. Um, oh, I, I, I need to say I, I like going into the car. Zombies, I think you'll find. That's uh, the one from your Star Wars. That was, uh, that was my pick. Um, Absolutely. Those five there, who are we happy with? Who do we think is a really, really good appointment? Big one there, standout one, of course, there is um, Sean Payton going to the Broncos. That's going to be some ride there. That's right. Broncos can ride. Um, yeah, he's obviously the big the, the big name. He's who everybody was chasing. Um, but I'm going to say the one, I don't know... I, I don't know why, and I, I can't give you much either. I really like Gannon to the to the cards. I do, I do like it. I think the cards have got on paper a really good team. I just maybe this is just a Browns fan in me. That I'm just desperate for a team that's doing mince to somehow turn that around, <laughs> and then I can see that it's possible. I can see that it can be done. Um, I was thinking the Cardinal sign Baker. <laughs> oh, they signed ba- they signed they signed Baker. I might need to get a jersey. I've- I'll turn that to, to Keith, see how many NFL jerseys I can get. Um, Just the no, two. I, <laughs> no, I, I like Gannon in the cards. 
I I I don't know why the Kennedy concrete stats are out of that set, but I think he's um I think he's gonna have some success. I'm hoping that he'll bring Kyler round. I like I like watching Kyler. Um he's a player I like to watch play, but he's playing well, he's really dynamic. Um so I'm 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 cautiously, cautiously hopeful that Gannon's gonna be a success. I think with Gannon it's gonna be interesting to see who he gets as his offensive coordinator. Because mm. he's obviously more defensive minded, so he needs to figure out who's going to be running that offense. He needs somebody that's got a good success. He needs somebody experienced. So it'll be interesting to see his team. And we've got the third pick um, this year in the draft, and thirteen million, I think it is, roughly in cap space. So they don't have a lot of wiggle room there. They've also signed mm. up their their quarterback. Um, they're quite a hefty, long uh, contract as well. So their, their cap space well. should get better because D Hop. It looks like D Hop's on the move. And they'll get either a lot of draft capital or they'll get tools back for D Hop. And you would reckon his contract must be hefty, surely. I don't know, but Bill O'Brien did trade him for the Texans to the Cardinals for a bag of. Magic beans and Jones. Promises about promises. Strange trade was under Bob in Texas. So you were saying that the Cardinals. I was sorry, I was looking to see if I could find their their coaching staff for this upcoming year. Offensive coordinator, you've got Drew Pitzing, and defensive uh, coaches. Your coordinator there is Nick Rallis. Um, I think they've came with them from Rallis, I think certainly has came for the, the, the Eagles Petsing um, previously served oh. as a, an assistant coach at the Cleveland Browns and the Minnesota Vikings so good experience there to support Gannon um, and you'd hope that, as you say, they'll be able to build something and get an, off to a good start I, I first. Sorry Keith, I'll see how interesting I've just had that on the, on, on the Twitter for Ian uh, j- j- just to poke holes in my argument, <laughs> social media hates me. Um, can Gannon run a defense on that surface? The Cardinal's surface does take a bit of heat. Um, you know, I mean, can Gannon do what he does well, which is run a good defense? Can he do it when the surface is going to be working against them? What's the, the Cardinals' stuff a couple of weeks ago, and so he should surely have a bit of background knowledge on it. <laughs> That's half enough. the time they'll be they'll be travelling away, so they'll be, be able to win it back on the road. <laughs> that's that's your that's your success. Really, half the half the season's away games. <laughs> <laughs> What's the D been like this um, the past year? Um, obviously, not very good. They, they finished third bottom, but um, the, the any, exhausted. Any wee, um shine uh, shining bits of light uh, that they could possibly cling to. With the hopes that this this season coming, was there any good youth players that you that stood out to you at all? For the Cardinals, yes, I think they get that um, that new signing at wide receiver, um, something Anderson, chosen Anderson. That he he looks like yeah. a guy. Never never heard of that guy before. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's third name change. <laughs> Oh yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. But uh, aye, I'm mean, seeing that. Cho- chosen, Anderson is now instead of. He didn't like 
he didn't like his first one, so he changed to Robbie Anderson, and then he's now chosen. Anderson. Oh, yeah. Let's say that him a bit. You, 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 tell, you still try to trade him away in fantasy, eh? <laughs> Number eighty-one. He's been trying to trade Robbie Anderson for about three years. It just um, looks like boys out of that because you just did not click on who I was talking about at all. I know. It just it, it, we were both so willing to just accept that you were talking mints that we were trying <laughs> so to like, run with them. We realised it was Robbie Anderson. I was trying to add them to my my my, my dynasty team there for a second. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure Studs will sell you him in dynasty <laughs> for the low, for the low, low price of two firsts. That was only in redraft. I, I took shares in him <laughs> for about two three weeks. Week one was good, and then I tried to sell him, and nobody was biting, so he got dropped swiftly after. <laughs> That's a bad one. Chosen Anderson, they're just looking at his picture. It looks like the guy for don't be a menace to South Central whilst drinking your juice in the hood. That's like, I've got one. cheeseburgers, <laughs> man. That is, that is the one, actually. It's that crazy here. Um, right, let's see who else we got then. Um, Peyton at the Broncos, you think he'll be the one to, to clear the deck there, get Russ in line, but allow him to cook as, as well. It's stands do you think, do you think Russ is just a busted flush? I, I, I don't think, I don't think you've seen anything from him in a couple of years now. To be honest, it's worth what the Broncos traded for. I think yeah. Pete Carroll probably and probably masked a lot of his deficiencies. He's a by comparison to other quarterbacks, he's a diminutive quarterback, so he probably has a lot of the same issues as Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, where. Can they actually see over the offensive? Can, 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 can they see over the Can you see over a 6'4 mountain? Do you know what I mean? So, and then all, all the drama that comes with him. Uh, he's got his own office in the same floor where players are getting Not cut. anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> anymore, I know. And that, that was good to see Peyton coming in and just saying, no, all that storm. He'll train with our guys. He doesn't have his own office. That's no, that's a lot of crap. So enjoy the idea of enjoy the idea of Peyton coming in and having that conversation like your dad, you know what I mean? Like just really just not angry, just disappointed with you. But like, what have you been doing when I've been gone? <laughs> your dad's been away for the weekend and you've redecorated the side bedroom or something like that, and he just comes home and like, What the have you done to this place? He's raging me. It's not in a primary colour or anything like that. <laughs> Did you mean Teal? Did they not bring back Vic Fangio as like, defensive coordinator like, a season and a half after sacking him? Well, um, just now it's Vance Shooter. Joseph. Um, Fangio, I did see he's away somewhere else. Joe Lombardi oh, is the Dolphins. Yes, that's what it is. Uh, Joe Lombardi is the offensive coordinator, and Vance Joseph is your defen- uh, defense coordinator there at the, the Broncos, so aye, I'll be interested to see how Peyton gets the the reins of that bucking Bronco and see if he can he contain that wild beast. Um, he he kind of expected a lot from a guy that's coming with such um, like gravitas there. Everybody he commands respect as soon as he enters the building and the fact that he's able to Say to star quarterback, no, you're not getting any of this stuff that's that's had you pampered for the past season or so. And then there's not been any real pushback for us. I think this could be the making of him. This is what maybe what he's needing that wee bit of grounding. Um, 
and get them into place. They've got an incredible D already, so you're kind of hoping that, that they've got plenty that they'll be able to build on. Shame they've not got any uh, draft capital at all. I'm happy with my... <laughs> yeah, you, my you look quite sad about that. Uh, I am devastated. <laughs> <laughs> My number five pick there. I'm looking at it. It's going to be beautiful. Beautiful. See, um, see on the defensive side, I'm, I vaguely remember hearing something about Vance Joseph coming in and calling out one of the defensive guys that signed a contract last year and basically saying that he hadn't been very good. And you're kind of like, right, he's one of your cornerstones of your defence. Is it really <laughs> such a good shape to come in and slaughter him before? Start shouting, folk. <laughs> So uh, I it's tough. Off. That's what it's tough. Off. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Some. <laughs> 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 I'll be I'll be quite yeah. happy if the Broncos remain a tire fire. So it doesn't bother. Yeah, you're really sad about it as well. Actually, you were just as sad as Keith does. <laughs> <laughs> what about Frank Reich at the the Panthers? Um, he's got offensive coordinator Thomas Brown there, defensive coordinator. Hero Herero. I'm assuming it's um it was, it was a good bash, Keith. I'm not sure if you were right, but that was a good effort, mate. <laughs> I love my Spanish, I love a wee bit I can speak a wee bit of Spanish, I'm not fluent in it at all, but Hero Herero. Um he's now my new favourite uh, defensive coordinator. I'm gonna be looking <laughs> into his career there um very well. Uh, assistant coach, uh, former uh, assistant coach at the Broncos, uh the LA Rams, Packers. Tampa Bay Bucks and the 49ers, amongst others. So, what's that story there? It's been, it's been yeah. mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think Reich's actually a decent move, to be honest. They've done, obviously, very well at Philadelphia as, a, as an OC. Um, didn't quite work out for him at the Colts, but then when you look back at his tenure at the Colts, did they really have a settled quarterback? He got shit on by Andrew yeah. Locke a couple of days before the season. He's moving um, into the same situation. Do you know what I mean? Are you going to tell me that they're going to sit in Carolina and run Sam Darnold as your franchise man? No, well, that, that's it. It depends, obviously, what what they kind of do. do they, as you'd mentioned earlier, do they start building around about him, in which case he knows what he's going to get. I mean, losing your quarterback four days before a season and then flex into Jacoby Brissett to then flex to Philip Rivers to then go to, yeah. I want to say, uh, Cassidy Wentz um, <laughs> and then, obviously, this year, Matt, Matty Ice as well. He's he's just not had a settled quarterback he can work with. So I, I think it'll be interesting. See, don't go wrong if he messes this one up. I think Reich's done as a head coach. Um, but yeah. it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting opportunity for him. From the couple of podcasts I've been listening to um past couple of days, they were saying that Frank Reich and the noise coming out of the Panthers is that they're maybe fed up going for the, the middle of the range uh, quarterbacks. And spending mm. those 20 30 million on them, it might be time for them to draft one and build them up, give them the the couple of years to experience it to make the mistakes, but then build a team around them that they are going to get the experience and gradually get better. I love that about the NFL, how it's a long form type of sport. There's the immediacy of the, the games where you're looking for the, the impact and the brutality of it, but then you've got the that's just the battle. You're you're thinking about the overall war, planning your steps ahead and where the team's actually ultimately going to go and how they learn from the mistakes and the losses that they, they suffer. Got to be a big shout to trade up, surely. If they're sat in the ninth overall and then they're back in again at 40th overall, 
So they are they are two pretty juicy pieces to to start the conversation with the with Chicago. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that, that Chicago is going to accept those for it, but you know that's that's surely the the entry point of a conversation for them. Yep, and there's certainly a quarterback that's um, in the draft that's probably got similarities to a certain former number one pick for the Carolina Panthers. We the way rushes and rushes hard mm-hmm. and Richardson. He's a yeah. big bit he's a big unit of a guy. A unit of a lad. So he could be an interesting drop in Carolina as well. Super. I can't wait for the draft. What yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excited. I was well waking up at six o'clock the next morning for the draft to see you pick and we'll, well probably... I'll just I'll start day two. No point me watching the start. The last That's time, all right. I've got I've got the first pick. <laughs> Honestly, the draft this year, the first round anyway for me is going to be like watching Bullseye. Here's what you could have won. <laughs> oh, well, you're, you're wearing your your varsity jacket. You'll be all right. I'll I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be getting the new varsity jacket ordered. I remember staying up for it one year, thinking, right here we go. It's just about Chiefs' time to pick, and the Chiefs have traded down. away their pick. <laughs> Andrew Brown Jr. and I was like, oh. Well, I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian, you mentioned you had a statistic of the week. Oh, right, it's, um, it's a sad one, but like it's it's a good one. I like it, but it, it's like, I feel bad for the guy. So it's it's not so much a statistic as a as a, a week kind of factoid that came out, and it's um about Paxton Lynch or the sad story of Paxton Lynch, who's got the 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 the, the honour, the, the privilege to be the only quarterback who has been cut from the NFL, the CFL, the XFL, and the USFL. He's literally every everywhere you can play professional American football. He has tried his hand and been told no. I mean, he was a decent. He was a decent uh, pick. He was. I looked it up earlier. He was at the twenty sixth overall uh, back in twenty sixteen for the Broncos. Uh, and uh, John yeah. nailed, nailed his flag to, to his mass, saying he was going to be the next guy. But I've just had some text messages through saying that the some of the Brit ball teams have taken themselves out of the running to sign Paxton Lynch as well. Not back for the Brit ball league as well, apparently. <laughs> It sounds like the Lee Griffith, the uh, NFL, didn't he? Just his career, oh, here you go. His career NFL, his uh, career completion percentage, 61.7. He's, he's, he's got a tie TD record. Four, four TDs to four interceptions. Um, <laughs> but aye, with a whopping 792 career yards. <laughs> but there you go, yeah. That, 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 there's our statistic of the week. But, uh, Paxton Lynch, the only player to be cut from the NFL, CFL, XFL, and USFL, so it's a uh, something to put up above the on, on the mantelpiece, I suppose. I imagine he's got a certificate. <laughs> he's the he's the draft card. <laughs> he's stuck up his moist fridge. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, great start to the the new season. I am already looking forward to it. Just before we start to wrap up, I've actually something just has piqued my interest, and it's in and around one of our free agents and a former number two pick, and who the current betting favourites are. Now, obviously, bet responsibly for those people that are going to do that. Um, apparently, 
So this number two pick is Carson Bates that we're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. One bookmaker has the Buccaneers as the betting favourite. Makes sense. That quarterback needy, fair enough. I don't know if it was the route I'd go down, but apparently one of them has the Bucs as the favourites. Another one has the Kansas City Chiefs as the favourites to say Carson Wentz. <laughs> Which made me chuckle. It's partly somebody else. Although like Chad Kenny has just retired. No, you've got to keep him in. Keep, keep patting his toes. That's keep Morris. Is. Keep him grinding. <laughs> Maybe Wentz has seen what Chad Henney's just done and come in and he's went, oh, I could come in and play a half. Yeah, that's right. I'll take a Super Bowl <laughs> round for two quarters. It's <laughs> all right. Wentz's name doesn't rhyme in any way with anything, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, listen, there's more creative people than me out there. I'm sure somebody will come up, would come up with something for Wentz. Why, I ought Fantastic. Gentlemen, um, one other thing just before we go. Um, it was good to see that Scott Baird, the winner of our competition, got his uh, top today, finally. Yes. Congratulations, uh, Scott. Glad he, he went for Donald, not Ramsey in the back. He's LA Rams top. <laughs> Did you see Micah Parsons' response to the Jalen Ramsey trade rumours? Why would anyone go to go from LA to Detroit? Oh, Ooh. bold. Shots fired. <laughs> so bold. Fired. the thing is, based on how Detroit looked last year, <laughs> Detroit could use a Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. They're they are on the upgrade, guys. Um, gentlemen, this has been great fun. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking football with you again uh, and look forward to doing it throughout the, the rest of the season. Um, Brian, thanks very much, mate. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure as always. Looking forward to next time around. Yeah, studs. Thanks, pal, for getting involved. No hassles, no hassles, mate. Always a pleasure. Um, thank you very much for listening to the Great Iron Crew. As always, we'd implore you to like and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Grid Iron Crew. We're on Instagram, Grid underscore Iron underscore Crew. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube. Just type us in, you'll find us there. Um, get in touch, get involved. It was good to hear Ian get involved with his question as well. We'd love to hear from more of you as well. We'll be back next week. Um, but look out for featured podcasts. As I said, they'll be putting up in your feed throughout the off-season. If there's anything you'd like us to cover, please get in touch and we'll we'll do our very best for you. The crew will see you through to the, the start of the new season. Um, gentlemen, again, thanks very much. And I think that'll do for the, the crew of the new. Thanks. Bye. Take it easy.